Hey guys, how's it going? Welcome to Discover Podcast. I'm your host, Isaiah Spacavano. Um, Before we get into the scriptures, because this is an upload for Monday, um, I want to announce uh, something special that we're doing for Discover. We're actually um, changing the schedule for Discover, but we actually want to introduce to you guys what is discovered in Spanish. So people have been asking me to also do Discover in Spanish because um. Um, they truly believe it. The scriptures that we're reading and the things we're talking on Fridays that it's also should be translated in Spanish. So I'm gonna, you know, step out on faith and actually trust the Lord that He's um, gonna lead me in all this, and I will translate all this stuff in Spanish as much as I can. Uh, and I do believe the Lord's gonna say specific things to those who are are listening from you know the Spanish culture versus the ones who are you know here in the uh, English American culture. So just look out for that soon. We will change the days of the uploads so I can have, you know, one day for the Spanish, one day for the English. And I will still do Jesus talks and, you know, the scripture reading both in English and Spanish. So, guys, stay tuned for that. And uh, I promise you it's going to be so much fun because I really feel the Lord is uh, finally leading us to do, you know, to actually do this in Spanish. So if there's anyone who would rather listen to the podcast in Spanish, this will be available for you guys very soon. Um, so that's it for that. I just wanted to announce that before we move on. All right, so today is Monday, and uh, we're going back into the scriptures. Uh, we actually start a new chapter. Uh, we start chapter four in Romans, and we are finally getting to the depth of the true meaning of um, God's love and God's grace and how he does this within the scriptures. So um, this book, honestly, has been one of the, my favorite books to read simply because of what we're reading. And um, it's marked me, it's marked my life, it's marked my faith. And I want to make sure that we all dive into this just as that same way that we are all impacted by what he's doing. So chapter 4, we're going to go into chapter 4 of Romans. Uh, verse 1 says, Abraham was, humanly speaking, the founder of our Jewish nation. What did he discover about being made right with God? If his good deeds had made him acceptable to God, he would have had something to boast about. But that was not God's way. For the scriptures tells us Abraham believed God and God counted him as righteous because of his faith. Um, when people work, their wages are not a gift, but something they have earned. But people are counted as righteous, not because of their work, but because of their faith in God who forgives sinners. David also spoke of this when he uh, described the happiness of those who are declared righteous without working for it. And this is verse 7, and it's a psalm that he's um, quoting. It says, Oh, what joy for those who, uh, whose disobedience is forgiven, whose sins are put out of sight. Yes, what joy for those who, whose record the Lord has cleared of sin. And right there it just talks about, you know, this revelation that David had, you know, of being forgiven of sin and, you know, being forgiven just by believing and the grace of God, you know, and he said that there's so much joy that comes out of this. Now, I'm going to stop here, but um, I'm just going to go back a little bit. And uh, we're just going to talk about what this really is talking about, because before we were talking about how, you know, everything needs to be done by faith. And this is how we truly fulfill the law. And he was just continuing with this. And he's actually introducing Abraham simply because they called him the father of the faith. You know, he's the one who started the Jewish nation. Uh, he was the very first person to actually um, be chosen uh, from God to start his people. 
you know, and amazingly enough, everything happened when he just simply believed. You know, we know the story of Abraham, how he was the one who was promised a child when his wife couldn't bear children. Um, still, he believed, and this is what caused him to be the father of faith because, you know, years down the line of his life, I believe it took him about 25 years to finally see a child of his own. And it was almost something that it was impossible because he was already at, at an old age. But because of his faith, God counted him as righteous. He did not waver. He did not say, I give up on believing. He says, I just believe in you because God always reminded him. And he would always tell him, like, Lord, I mean, I don't have a child. How am I supposed to see a nation out of my bloodline if I don't see a child? And he says, and then God would always remind him, you know, count the stars. This is the number of your uh, of your descendants and this and that, you know. And he's just saying it's faith that really counted him as righteous. And we were talking about circumcision in the last chapter, and it's going to actually go into this. And I believe that's why, you know, before I start anything, we're going to continue. Uh, nine says, now is this blessing only for the Jews or is it for also for uncircumcised Gentiles? Well, we have been saying that Abraham has counted as righteous by God because of his faith. But how did this happen? Was he counted righteous only after he was circumcised or was it before he was circumcised? Clearly, God accepted Abraham before he was circumcised. He's just saying it was not by his works. It's not because he did this one thing that counted him as righteous. You know, 11 says circumcision was a sign that Abraham already had faith. This is something that I really want to touch. Um, there's a scripture that people, you know, don't really, um, I, I personally think they don't really preach it right. And it's the story of Zacchaeus, um, uh, you know, the, the the little short guy who climbed up a sycamore tree just to see Jesus. And something happened, you know, when he, he could not see the people in the crowd. They were trying to look for Jesus. You know, he, he was so short that he had to climb a tree, but he wanted to see him so bad. So he did absolutely anything. So he actually climbs up this tree just to see him, just for a glimpse. And Jesus points him out and says, Zacchaeus, I want to go to your house today. And he gets off the tree super happy and he comes down. And he, you know, I'm going to go there because I want to make sure I get these uh, these verses right. And we'll come back to chapter 4, hopefully. Um, I'm going to go to the book of Luke. I'm usually um, more familiar with that one. It's Luke chapter 19. And um, I'm just going to go through this. We already went through the story, right? You know, he tried to look at Jesus. Uh, he was too short to oversee the crowd. Um, so he ran and climbed the sycamore tree. Uh, and then verse 5 says, When Jesus came by, he looked up at Zacchaeus and he called him by name. Zacchaeus, um, he said, Quick, come down. I must be a guest in your home today. Zacchaeus quickly climbed down and took Jesus to his house in great excitement and joy. But the people were displeased. He has gone to this guest of a notorious sinner. You know, they grumbled. You know, and meanwhile, Zacchaeus stood before the Lord and said, I will give half my wealth to the poor, Lord. And if I have cheated people on their taxes, I will give them back four times as much. Jesus responded, salvation has come to this home today. For this man has shown himself to be a true son of Abraham. That's so crazy. <laughs> He's, Abraham just pops out of nowhere. For the son of man came to seek and save those who are lost. Man, I love when Jesus does this, man. It just, he puts something in your heart and he puts something in your mind and we go with it. And look at that, you know, Abraham shows up. We're talking about Abraham. Now, I love the fact that he, he mentions Abraham because he's a true son of Abraham. And he's the father of faith. Abraham's the father of faith. What does this mean? This means that 
in order to have salvation, he said that this salvation has entered this house today. You know, salvation has come to this house today. It had to do with his faith, not because of what he did. People think that because he gave or he said he would return the money to those who cheated and he would pay four times more um, to those who he stole from. You know, it's people think because of that, you know, he finally said, oh, salvation has entered this house. But in reality, it wasn't that. The reason why he gave was because he had so much faith to just see him, just a glimpse, just believe that I would just want. He just wanted to see him. So he climbed up the tree and that sparked literally the heart of Jesus to turn around and say, Zacchaeus, I must be a guest in your home today. I must be. I have to be in your house. You desire me so much. You have so much faith that you climbed up a tree just for one glimpse. You do absolutely anything it takes just to see me. I must be at your house today. So going back to chapter four, and I'm just, I just mentioned this story simply because people think that, you know, because of that story, salvation entered his house because of what he did, you know. But honestly, when you have true faith and when Jesus becomes your number one thing because of love, because he was already in his house. This is why he gave everything. It wasn't because he just was convicted. Something happens when you sit at the table of Jesus. He changes you in an unexpected way, a supernatural way that makes you do things in the right way. It's only Jesus that does this. I must be at your house. And all just by sitting with Jesus, Zacchaeus gave what was stolen. He gave back. You know, and that's when Jesus said, salvation has entered this house today. He called him a true son of Abraham because of his faith, not because of his works, because we just learned that the father of faith did not do this by circumcision. It wasn't by works. It was by faith. Now we're going to go back to Romans 4 and just saying this chapter uh, verse 11, chapter 4 says circumcision was a sign that Abraham already had faith. And that God had already accepted him and declared him to be righteous, even before he was circumcised. And so Abraham is the spiritual father to those who have faith, but have not been circumcised. They are counted as righteous because of their faith. And Abraham is also the spiritual father of those who have been circumcised, but only if they have the same kind of faith Abraham had before he was circumcised. 13. Clearly. God's promise to give the whole earth to Abraham and his descendants was based not on his obedience to God's law, but on a right relationship with God that comes by faith. It says a right relationship with God that comes by faith. This has everything to do with believing that he is with us no matter what. And because of that, we want to be with him. But it, this is all based of believing that he has opened that access. Remember, we were just talking about the gospel in you know, the first chapters. You know, I'm going to read this verse one more time. Clearly, God's promise to give the whole earth to Abraham and his descendants was based not on his obedience to God's law, but on a right relationship with God that comes by faith. 14. If God's promise is only for those who obey the law, then faith is not necessary and the promise is pointless. For the law always brings punishment on those who try to obey it. The only way to avoid breaking the law is to have no law to break. So the promise is received by faith. It is given as a free gift. 
and we are all certain to receive it whether or not we live according to the law of Moses. If we have faith like Abraham's, for Abraham is the father of all who believe. That is what the scriptures mean when God told him, I have made you the father of many nations. This happened because Abraham believed in the God who brings the dead back to life and who creates new things out of nothing. There is a scripture in Hebrew where he actually believed and when he actually gave his son, you know, Isaac, when he wanted to sacrifice, when God asked him to sacrifice his son, it says that, you know, he had so much faith that he honestly believed that even if he did see his son die, he believed that God would have actually resurrected Isaac from the ashes, from actually burning him as a sacrifice. You know, this is his faith. You know, I'm going to go as far as giving him my son, and I still believe that you will resurrect him. So this is why it says, God who brings the dead back to life and who creates new things out of nothing. Even when there was no reason for hope, Abraham kept hoping, believing that he would become the father of many nations. For God had said to him, that's how many descendants you will have. Talking about the stars, right? And Abraham's faith did not weaken. Even though at about a hundred years of age, he, he figured his body was at a was as good as dead. And so was Sarah's womb. Um, then it says, Abraham never wavered in believing God's promise. In fact, his faith grew stronger. And in this, he brought glory to God. He was fully convinced that God is able to do whatever he promises. And because of Abraham's faith, God counted him as righteous. And when God counted him as righteous, it wasn't just for Abraham's benefit. It was recorded for our benefit. Two, assuring us that God will also count us as righteous if we believe in him, the one who raised Jesus, our Lord, from the dead. He has handed over to die. He was handed over to die because of our sins. And he was raised to life to make us right with God. That is a beautiful verse right there. He was handed to die. Jesus was handed to die for our sins. But he was resurrected to life so we can be right with God. So the true faith and the true resurrection in our life, the true righteousness in our life comes from the crucifixion and the resurrection. It's not just about him dying for you. It's his resurrection. He's still alive today. He is still alive today. And he desires us to be one with him. Those who walk in righteousness, those who walk righteously with God, are those who walk by faith from the beginning and to the end. That's chapter one. So, I mean, this is chapter four. This is where the Lord's speaking is just the faith and how we should always believe in what he's done. He's just emphasizing on what faith really does. It's, it's not so much our works. He's emphasizing Abraham because he believed before he was even circumcised. And he's actually just targeting the Jewish people right here, you know, to make sure that, you know, it's not about our works. It's not just about obeying the law. We've been reading about this past couple of chapters. So now he's just emphasizing that we just are righteous with God simply because we believe in what Jesus has done. And based off his faith, we are emphasizing the reality that we should also believe in the same way. Even if we don't see God, even, even if we don't feel God, even if we fail to understand that he's with us, we still believe that he did what he did. He died on the cross and he was risen from the dead. And this is what makes me righteous. What does that word mean? It means I'm able to be in front of him every single where that I go. 
So everywhere we go, we should always believe that he resurrected. And because of our faith, because of our faith, we are able to experience his presence everywhere, every single day. He's not asking you to do something for him. He's asking you to believe to enter his presence. And I promise you, the enemy is going to do his best to stop you from his presence, from stopping you from having intimacy with Jesus. That's his number one goal. But it's our faith that says, you know what? I don't, I don't care if I don't feel him, if I feel dead inside. You know, Jesus is alive, which means I'm able to receive from him every single second. And I promise you, the devil, all he wants to do and tries to do is steal our hearts. This is why there's social media. This is why there's so much entertainment right now. Because we're, he's trying to take our hearts away from him. But Jesus gave his entire life so he can capture your heart again. So if there's one thing that we should always do is run back to that place. Say, Lord, I'm here. I believe in what you've done. And the reality of your presence is all I need. So we enter his presence because of what we believe. It's so accessible. Yes, I believe we should probably give things up so our hearts can be okay. So our hearts can be aligned with him. And I, I'm a huge believer. This is why I, this weekend I feel like my heart was so occupied with other things. But I just had to remember me, Jesus, is with me. He's with me. He's, he's always with me. More than just that, I believe that he loves me, that I can just enter. And in that moment, just like that moment of Zacchaeus, one simple gaze in his eyes caused something in his heart to say. In, it says that he leaped out of joy that Jesus wanted him to come into his house. Jesus wanted to be in his house. So because of this, Jesus desires us to just want him. That desire to just to see one simple glimpse and that changed Zacchaeus completely forever. It's amazing. The faith counted him as righteous. And it's crazy because the religious people were saying, how in the world is Jesus literally in the house of a sinner? He steals from people. And it's crazy, just by inviting him into his table caused him to say, I repent of my sin and I give back everything. More than just saying, I repent, I give back what I stole him four times. And in that moment, Jesus said, in this house has found salvation. Because of his faith, that one moment on that tree changed everything. He believed that I just need to see him once. I just want to see him once. It's like what he says to other people, you know, your faith has healed you. The desire of wanting to see him. If I just touch the, the edge of his robe, if I just touch him, I will be healed. So today I want to end this with a prayer where we all just decide to go deeper in his faith. We decide to go deeper in believing what he has done and which is causing us to run after him more and more. I believe that you're real. I believe that you're alive and I desire you more and more. So Father, I thank you for your son. I thank you for what you've done for us. I thank you for the finished work on that cross. All you require us to do is just turn after you. Knowing that the, that the door of heaven is wide open. That your table is completely set. So we can just sit down with you and dine with you. Holy Spirit, just become one with us today. Capture our hearts again. 
and take us to that place of intimacy based off our faith. Revive our faith in believing what you have done for us so we can have this salvation experience like you gave Zacchaeus. We want to dine in your table or we want to just sit with you. And this is a place of obedience where we give without you asking. It's only in your presence. Where we give you our lives, we give you our hearts today. We thank you for what you're doing in the scriptures and we just ask that you do more. In your beautiful name we pray. Amen and amen. Guys, thank you so much for joining us today. That was a cool chapter. Um, I loved how that just really linked up together with um, the passage in Luke. I honestly did not prepare that. Uh, that just came to my heart and I just went for it. I just can't believe that the Lord really put, <laughs> he really planned this before we um, we said anything. So um, guys, thank you so much. Yeah, stay tuned for anything that's being posted on social media and please follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and now YouTube. And uh, we will um, start to introduce to you guys what is Discover in Spanish. So stay tuned for that, guys. Thank you so much. Bless you. Take care. Bye-bye.